0: This is Nick Lagan on the 891 The Roar Villanova, um, and we're going to be doing another live concert broadcast from the uh, John and Joan Mullen Center for the Performing Arts uh, this coming Wednesday, uh, January 25th. Um, At 7 p.m., Curtis on tour, Um, Philadelphia. The Philadelphia area is home to uh, many excellent uh, academic institutions. I'd like to think of of us here at Villanova as one of those. Um, But as far as music is concerned, uh, the Curtis Institute um, is up there with the very best. It has just a 4% acceptance rate um, and some of the very best instructors giving students, um, talented students, uh, experiences in opera, um, in classical guitar, um, in other forms of music. And so Villanova as part of uh, the ACS, the Augustinian Cultural Seminar Series, is bringing Curtis on tour to Villanova, Again, this coming Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Mullen Center. Um, so I am uh, joined right now, right as we speak, um, by a group of, let me just make sure I got the count here right, six um, from Curtis on tour, four of the performers, the students, current students at the Curtis Center, and two instructors. Uh, so I'm honored for you all to, have, to be joining me right now. Um, so uh, if we could just uh, first uh, the students uh, introduce yourselves, maybe where you're from and what led you to the uh, the Curtis uh, Institute. Uh, I- I'd love to hear just a little bit about your background. Maybe uh, Sarah, you you,
1: you want to go first? Sure, I can start. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Sarah Fleiss. I am the soprano on tour. I am originally from North Bergen, New Jersey, um, which is very close to Manhattan. And what led me to Curtis uh, was that I actually met a former faculty member from Curtis um, abroad in Italy at a voice program. And at the time I was attending uh, Columbia University for more academics. Uh, And I was just kind of unhappy as an artist and she, kind of um suggested Curtis to me and it seems like a really interesting opportunity and uh very luckily it you know it worked out um and it was just a great moment for me to start diving into my my musical side and really like giving that a giving that a chance so I'm really happy that I'm
2: at Curtis it's a wonderful place to be
0: thank you so much Sarah uh, maybe Lucy uh, next
2: hi um my name is Lucy Baker. I'm a mezzo soprano, uh, second year master's student. I'm originally from Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, And what led me to Curtis was uh, my teacher in my undergrad um, was uh, Amanda Majeski, who's a working famous soprano these days. And she's a pretty recent uh, uh, Curtis alum, and among many other very famous people that have come out of this school. and so it, that really drew me to Curtis knowing that like one of the mentors that I looked up to the most, um, was, wasn't a of this school. And I'm, I'm really, really grateful to be here. So
0: thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Joseph or Evan, uh, either one you want to take it next, uh,
3: short. Sure. Hi everyone. I'm Joseph Tancredi. Um, I'm the tenor. Um, In my fourth year here at Curtis in a professional studies degree, Um, I am originally from Bayville, New York, and and I spent, I did my undergraduate degree in Manhattan at the Manhattan School of Music, and during my time there, I um, had met some friends that went to Curtis Institute through, um, through doing a summer program where Milos and I actually had met in Chautauqua, um, and so I got a great idea of the Curtis Institute through some friends there, and it really piqued my interest. And I'm also very grateful to be here. Yeah,
0: that's wonderful. That's wonderful.
4: All right, I'm I'm Evan. I'm i I'm a bass baritone. I'm originally from Switzerland. Actually, um, I guess the reason I wanted to come to Curtis, or just generally, I wanted to study in English-speaking country. so I was looking at a few schools in the UK and over here, and I mean, Curtis was always the dream, but, I mean, it has, you know, full scholarships, it's such a great program, all of the great stuff, but there's really no, there wasn't a single con on my list not to come here, and so when I got in, I very happily accepted it.
0: That's awesome! That's awesome from Switzerland. Uh, thank you all. Thank you, students. And then uh, we have two instructors with us as well. Um, Ting Ting, you want to uh, to introduce yourself first?
5: Hi everyone. I'm Ting Ting Wong, and uh, as yeah, one of the pianists. And I'm originally from Hong Kong, and I moved to Philadelphia in 2009, and now call Philadelphia my second home. Um, what led me to Curtis is uh, with uh, one, um, one of a um, former colleague of ours actually um, introduced me to this. And um, I have been working here since 2019. Um, in fact, I have been in Philadelphia for a long time, graduated from Temple University. And uh, walking around the city, I was like, it will be great. It can, I can be one of the community members at Curtis Institute of Music. So i very grateful to be part of this community now.
0: That's wonderful. That's uh, you know something I, I'd like to touch on later. Just just sort of the music scene, the community, as you alluded to here in, in the Philadelphia area. I, I think it's I think it's very authentic, um, and a lot of people who you know come here for for the institutions for um, academically, maybe younger in their life that that they end up calling it home. Um, I think there's reasons for that. Um, and last but not least, um, also with us as an instructor, Milos. Um, introduce yourself as well. I would love to, to hear about your background.
6: Uh, I'll introduce myself so you don't have to struggle with my name. Oh, I'm so, I, I, <laughs> my name is Milos No, no, no. no. <laughs> anyway. Totally fine. I'm actually just kidding. My name is Milos Um, I am the uh, Hersik Family Chair of the Vocal Studies Program at the Curtis Institute. Um I was born in what was Czechoslovakia and uh, I grew up in Canada and France and um, I've been at Curtis, I I came to Curtis first as a guest working on a specific Czech show um, in 2010-11 and uh, fell in love with the institution and as well as the city. Uh, There was something very, very special and I think, um, you know, as a personality of a place, as a spirit of a place was uh, unique and so um, I kept trying to come back until uh, in 2016, I came back full time. And uh, it's definitely a great pleasure to work with all of the students here and um, also the colleagues. Thank you so much. Uh,
0: Great hearing about everyone. We're we're talking with uh, the musicians and the instructors, part of the Curtis on tour, the Curtis Institute here in Philadelphia. They're going to be performing at Villanova Wednesday night at 7 PM at the Mullen center. Uh, Milos, maybe, maybe you, you could touch on this, but but anybody can. I would just be curious, the background, specifically about Curtis on Tour and maybe um, the types of venues nationally or internationally that this program um, has been able to perform at and, and maybe how rewarding it is to give the students um, this kind of experience um, during their time uh, at, at Curtis. So.
6: Yeah that's uh, I'm very happy to speak about that. Uh, Curtis on Tour uh was made possible by a very generous gift from the late Nina von Maltan. Uh it was a global touring initiative and um the purpose of establishing Curtis on Tour was to uh create a global network for people that have come through this institution that have, you know, uh been the face of classical music uh, all over the world and uh been very much at the forefront of you know, kind of the, the musical life. Um, it is, uh, I think, the only thing of its kind that I know of. And uh, the fact that you can have, you know, distinguished faculty, alums, uh, current students, all making music at the same time, having the experience of touring together, um, having the experience of performing together and interacting with music together as peers, as colleagues. Um, I think that's very much what this is about. And I would say it's enriching in every direction. Um, And I think that um, it establishes a lot of dimension to what we do when we're performing. I think that it shares with the world this very, very well-kept secret, which is Curtis, this little school in the corner of Rittenhouse Square in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And um, it also challenges everyone to sort of be their best and, 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 um, you know, uh, share with a great deal of generosity, this thing of music. That's wonderful. That's, um, it, you know, it, it, the
0: whole dimension that performance offers, um, obviously not just, you know, where you're at as a musician, but then, um, you know, responding to a live audience, um, there's nothing quite like it. And the fact that you know, we're fortunate enough, um, fingers crossed, to have those opportunities again to perform in front of live audiences that the, the Mullins Center actually on campus here at Villanova uh, officially opened um, spring 2020. And that's, of course, when the world sort of shut down as far as live performances go. Um, and then just as a follow up to that, um, what sorts of venues have um, Curtis on tour played at. Um, is it national? Is it international? I'd be curious to hear about sort of like the the, the tour schedule if if there is one. Uh,
6: I'll start, and then maybe I'll I'll pass along to to uh, my colleagues because I think that um, the Curtis on tour in general. Uh, is global the you know um, Joseph and I you know uh, back in September had concerts in Athens Greece with uh, a group of other Curtis alums string players and pianists um, and and singers Um, uh, that group continued on through Europe you know Berlin Spain Italy Um, there are regular concerts you know in and around Europe Uh, the orchestra uh, with Curtis um, is touring the west coast of this country Uh, later this spring. They were meant to uh, also perform in Asia, but some of the sort of uh, COVID restrictions and challenges of travel now um, postponed that, but I think there are plans to do that in the future. And um, among the venues that we've had uh, in this country have been the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C., the 92nd Street Y., But I think that maybe I'll hand it over to, like, Lucy or Sarah or one of the guys to uh, let us know what what other places they enjoyed uh, performing at.
2: Yeah, so our first leg of the tour, we went went to Georgia, um, and we got to perform at a couple different universities, which was really awesome, because... uh, for the majority of the tour, we were with um, Eric Owens, and he d- uh, led a lot of masterclasses whenever we were at these uh, universities. So that was a wonderful, um, a wonderful part of the tour for us to get to witness. Um, so we did start in Georgia, um, came back for a little while, and then uh, we went out again and went to, as Milos mentioned, the Library of Congress, 92nd Street Y in New York, and then we stopped in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, again, another university, which was great. Um, and then our last leg of the tour, we were in Brevard, North Carolina, and Louisville, and Danville, Kentucky. So. Yeah, it was really great to be up and down the East Coast.
3: That
0: really is. It's 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 nice to, for, for this one at least to be um you know close to home and, and probably in some sense. But that's that that that's really, you know, um gives you different tastes, different, different regions, and to be able to bring this um to areas that that may not be exposed to this type of music is is just a wonderful thing. Um I'd love to hear um from the uh, performers, um, about any influences on your, your music, your singing, your vocal stylings, um, maybe specific artists, um, specific styles of music, um, that maybe you don't necessarily aim to take after, but just, just as, as a, as a music lover, I'd love to hear maybe a name or two that have inspired you, um, Perhaps, uh, maybe Sarah, you, you you want to take that? Then, then we could get the guys. Um, but um, would would love to hear some names um, in, in that regard.
1: Sure. So, um, I mean, I'd say that I I do listen to opera and classical music, but I mainly listen to opera in. So sorry about that. In um, kind of an educational sense um so if I'm looking to listen to a particular singer to listen to their technique or their style um but in my kind of everyday listening um I listen to a lot of different types of music I love rock music um and electronic music and stuff that's a little bit more alternative I guess you could say um right off the top of my head I'd say Radiohead is probably my favorite band of all time I love Radiohead um I think Tom York as a musician and a singer is one of the best ever. Um, So he's always a constant source of inspiration for me. Um, Yeah. And I think listening to singers that sing in other styles is always influential because um, they bring something different to the table. It's not about technique necessarily. It's more about the ways in which they use their voice to express what they're expressing. Um, So that's always really interesting I could go on and on about
3: no
0: that's that's <laughs> That's great. That's you know, and yeah, and you never know where it might come from. Too, um, I know for myself, I'm I'm a big you know jazz connoisseur, so um, sometimes and, and and that you know is just just inspiring in, in various aspects of of my life. So um, it's fascinating to just just to hear that. Um, Joe, Evan, how, how how about you guys? Any you know performers that that might stand out um, for for your backgrounds?
3: Um, I did not necessarily grow up in a in a house that was um, that was so interested in, in like operatic music, but my grandmother did. Um, I remember hearing Pavarotti's voice in my grandmother's house a lot, and that um, that kind of carried into my um, teenage years and starting to sure, like, sure. Um, so I would definitely say he's been a big musical influence of mine. And then I did grow up, um, both of my parents are very big classic rock fans. So I grew up listening to Pink Floyd and um, Led Zeppelin, The Rolling Stones, and um, Fleetwood Mac. Stevie Nicks has got kind of a very special place in my heart. <laughs> <different>. Yeah. No, <laughs> so that's-
0: and it's very much the music of your parents too i could see where you know I, I can also relate you know very much so but that 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 is foundational that 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 very much is um so that's fascinating um evan how about you
4: yeah i guess growing up i i was part of the zerk boys choir um so i i sang classical music for well in the choir for i think like 12 13 years Though um, so I, I don't, I never really listened to, to classical music until I turned 18 and started going to pre-college for for singing. Um, but I guess for me, a big part of my influence would have come from um, hip-hop. So I guess a few artists that kind of are very interesting to me are, for instance, Stormzy from the UK or Philadelphia's own Vinnie Pass. It's just very interesting how they, because they focus purely just on the, the the language aspect of of music sure sure um, obviously carries a lot of weight and it's rather important so it's yeah there's a lot to learn i think
0: i love that very eclectic from from each of you uh lucy just to go back over to you um any you know, musical influences um at the top of your list uh,
2: well, kind of like Sarah said, I listen to classical music mostly as an educational thing. Um, but some of my favorite people to listen to in that sense um, are Frederick von Stade um, and Sophie von Otter. They're some of the more old school singers that I like to listen to. And for, for people that are singing now that I use as an influence are like Isabel Leonard and Emily D'Angelo, um and as for non-classical music i've really been on a uh, nick drake kick recently um my i think my spotify wrapped last year every single one of my top songs was from pink moon um wow. so wow. i've just been listening to a lot of ben folds recently i i like a lot of um you know folk and um just i don't know i'll listen to just about anything really
0: (laughs) there is something to be said for that that's uh yeah it's always a highlight when wrapped comes out at you know in december just to to see exactly what you know why i spent that much time i know that's uh but awesome contributions um i think it's just always interesting just to hear you know what is in people's playlists these days. Uh, We're talking with uh, four students, two instructors, all part of Curtis On Tour, the wonderful Curtis Institute here in Philadelphia. Curtis On Tour gonna be at Villanova at the Mullins Center Wednesday night at 7 p.m. inside the lovely Topper Theater. Um, Before we get to exactly what we can expect Wednesday night, um, I just wanted to touch on it. I think the music scene in Philadelphia is incredible. Um, you know, everyone I talk to is a part of it. You know, I would even maybe describe it as underrated um, versus maybe you know bigger cities, talking like New York or you know L.A. or um, cities of, of similar size. But I think it's just it, it, it's very impressive with what we have here. So, um, Ting Ting, you had mentioned uh, a little bit about it. You know, ending up staying here. You went to Temple. Um, Uh, you could you know answer this or or really anyone um the the vibe i guess maybe would be the best way to to describe it um how special it is here in philadelphia
5: i guess i can share some experience when i was at grad school at temple university um
1: because
5: like down the street from like City Hall, Kimmel Center, I remember we were able as a student, um, we have this easy pass with um, uh, with Phil Orchestra. So every week we will just request tickets and we will just go to top-notch performance every week. And I think that for me, it's for listening. Yes, I work with singers all the time. We listen to all of the time. However, listening to music without words somehow draw me in a different level, because how you would express yourself with speaking, right? And and I think Philadelphia, it's just really every night, everywhere you can access to some some really great music. Just last night, I was just listening to Philadelphia Orchestra with um um Chopin piano uh, competition winner in 2015. His name um is um Song Jin Cho playing fabulous bronze piano concerto just right down the street from turtis and and this is just one of many and yeah
0: you can't beat that you can't beat that and i feel like it's you know versus obviously new york is wonderful but just the the vastness that is new york it's a little bit more accessible here too which i think there's something to be said for that so that's a wonderful anecdote um anybody else on 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 philadelphia and, and maybe its meaning to them
6: uh. i think one of the things about this city is that it's a very historical city but it also has a very current uh, sense of culture and um so you have like institutions like the philadelphia orchestra or like curtis you know which is coming up on its centenary in 24 25 and has this you know legacy of of, um, being at the forefront of, you know, this high art scene. And yet it also seems to be now really connecting to what our community and culture and the world needs from music in in terms of a lot of the developing composers, in terms of how it connects to, uh, how how these institutions um, connect with the city and with the larger um, community, larger audiences uh, across the country and beyond. Um, Again, I think this is kind of what I was getting at with the Curtis on tour, which is kind of spreading the love in a way. A wonderful way to do it. That's uh, and and I
0: think you know, spinning it t- to here. Obviously, it, there will be a lot of students in attendance here at Villanova on Wednesday night. Um, and there's there's certainly a, a a large sample that are are local or you know Jersey, um, but then there's certainly many that you know are from New England or California. So um, to be able to, to to give them that experience, I think is it, that that's what it's all about. Um, talking with the Curtis on tour performers and instructors. Um, so um, not to, to spill the beans by by any stretch, um, but just to give maybe students, maybe uh, people who are interested in checking this out Wednesday night at the Topper Theater. Tickets are available at the box office. They are free. Um, a chance to check out this show. Uh, what we might be able to expect, maybe uh, one of the performers, um, anybody who who might want to just just give us a little tease of of the proceedings wednesday night
6: so um this is a program of vocal music songs uh from a whole bunch of different genres and i think one of the ideas about it is that um you might have, have a preconception about what is a classical music concert or what is opera and truth be told this is all music that's like very direct it comes from a lot of different places it's centered around these songs called the Neue Liebeslieder um, which are a second group of these part songs that Brahms this German composer wrote you know um, some time ago and um, the thing is they're really really fun they have humor They have kind of a commentary on the experience of what it is to be in love with somebody, uh, what it is to have your heart broken, what it is to, um, you know, pursue somebody and uh, maybe uh, tease somebody. Um, And it's all kind of about the foibles of love. And so we have in one way this German composer writing these, these songs for four voices and two pianists which is kind of great because it's sort of chamber music um, at the same time. And that's a lot like jazz, which is that, uh, you know, it's about the interaction between all of the performers. As we were rehearsing earlier this afternoon, there was one part that, you know, we were playing and usually think, oh, the pianists have to accompany the singers. And I remember playing this one little phrase and I thought, wow, the four of them are accompanying our little melody on the piano. Like, completely together without even thinking about it. And Mm. so this dynamic is one of the pleasures, I think, of seeing live music and seeing performers that have, especially ones that have developed a rapport like this, um, perform together. Um, But I think that this idea of the foibles of love is the theme, maybe. Uh, We get it from songs. We get it from um, music theater selections. We get a little bit of cabaret type music. And yes. a little bit of opera. And so the idea is that there's no highbrow or lowbrow. It's just good music and beautiful singing. Um, and I would love for any of the singers or Tink Tink to to, you know, mention some of their highlights. Not to put anyone on the spot, but.
2: Uh... I would say for sure, one of my highlights has been singing um, the president presentation of the rose from Rosen Cavalier with Sarah. Um, it's just an incredibly beautiful piece of music, not only to listen to, but to sing. It, it's the kind of music that just flows very easily from the inside. Um, so for me, I would say that has been my highlight of, of our program throughout this entire tour. And thankfully, we will be including it this week at Villanova. Oh, that's
0: awesome. Awesome that is now we are i I' am so looking forward to this um my final um to 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 sort of also tie it back to um some of our students uh on the campus of Villanova who have musical interests um perhaps you know, m- it's sort of wondering where to go with their careers um. Would anyone have any advice, um, perhaps for people looking to to pursue singing, um, pursue piano playing, um, perhaps in a professional manner? Maybe, you know, you all may all fancy yourselves one day, um, you know, instructing um, at a place like Villanova, perhaps um, off your experience here. Um, but. Any sort of words of advice um, based on your career paths to date um, that you might be willing to offer, um, Lucy, since you were, you know, since we finished off, may- maybe you want to take this? I-, I don't want to put put you on the spot. But.
2: Yeah, for sure. I can answer this. Um, I would say there are a lot of people out there that want to do this as a career, but there are very few people that, like, can, can do it because there's, you know, it takes a lot of talent, but more than that, I think it takes a lot of drive and a lot of trust in yourself. Um, and I, I, I think unless you feel like this is the only thing you can do and like that you have to sing, you have to play, like, you know, it'd be easier to do something else, you know, it's, but it, it's the kind of thing that if you choose to do this, it's incredibly rewarding. Um, you you sing for yourself. There's a lot. There's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of you know people saying no to you. But what what drives it is the like true love and passion for it. That, so if you have that love and passion, that will go so much farther than any talent you might have.
0: That is true words. Just true advice. Follow the passion. You have to have it. I think, you know, music, you know, you know, it's not going to be all roses and, you know, it, it, it's not, not, you know, always, you know, shining and, and obviously fame and fortune, obviously, you know, some make it that far, but y- your passion's got to drive you. So that that is just so well said. Um, I love it. Um, anyone else with, with reflection or or, or words for, for young folks interested in this kind of thing?
1: Um, I can speak this as well. Um, Go right ahead. I am still an undergraduate student. So I don't know how, how much I can really say. No, but I,
0: I, just, I then I think even more so sort of being, you know, in their shoes, so to speak. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess my one piece of advice is to just practice, <laughs> just practice a lot and find a way to love the practice and to love the work. Because, um, yeah, you don't want it to feel like a burden, you want to find ways to love it, um, because it should be fun. And kind of similar to what Lucy was saying, um, you're alone in a practice room. So if you can find the best relationship with yourself while you practice, it's gonna come out when you're working with other people. And if you build that trust with yourself, it's only going to just make everything better and obviously it's easier said than done it t- and it takes time but um yeah I found recent success just in my own life with myself because I found ways to love the process and trust the process uh, especially when you're young you might go through transitional periods I mean for me I was a mezzo soprano for a couple years and only a couple years ago I went up to being a soprano and that was a very difficult transitional time, but I just had to trust myself and find a way to love myself through that. Um, and yeah, you just have to love yourself, I guess.
0: <laughs> that repetitions practice. It, it's, it, it's in so many, you know, walks of life that matters, but music particularly that is, uh, that is foundational. So thank you so much for that, Sarah. Um, Joe, Joseph, and Evan, um, maybe also uh, wisdom from from either of you, if, if you had any thoughts for for young folks as well to to, to close us out. Uh, Absolutely,
3: yeah. Um, I think advice, maybe I, I think just to expose yourself to as much music as possible, um, any different genre as well, and go to as many live performances as you can, especially with the pandemic and everything we're still we're getting we're getting live performances back and it's incredible and um there's always something happening nearby um so i think that's really important and i would also say um as musicians we're put in high pressure environments all the time and um i i do think something that i've learned recently and i'm still working on is uh finding things that I love outside of opera for the moments that it can get a little, where it feels like it's consuming and it's, um, and it can cause, you know, a lot of stress. And um, it's important to to find things that you enjoy outside of it as well to keep that balance.
0: Good packed. diversions. I think that's, i for, for mental, you know, mental health, mental clarity, that's very important, very well said. Uh, and Evan.
4: Yeah, I I guess one thing that I find important to keep in mind is that I'm doing this for music and not for myself. Um, and so I've been very fortunate to get a lot out of this and you know, get into a place like Curtis and have a full scholarship, all of that great stuff. But just to give generously our time and attention that we can and accept graciously what we are given and to just, yeah, make the most out of it and do it for the craft and not for our own fame and fortune, ideally that comes second.
0: Still might come, it's still very well might come, but that, that passion, no, that's, that is when you find that that's really meaningful. That's, um, well, this was fantastic. You all were just. Wonderful to talk to. Um, and I'm just so very excited. Um, I think we're all at Villanova honored to to have you all. Um, again, Curtis on tour. It is this Wednesday, January 25th at the Mullen Center in the Topper Theater at 7 p.m. Tickets available. But if you can't make it, it's okay, I mean, it's much better in person, but WXVU will be broadcasting the performance live in its entirety. Um, we're so excited to, to have that capability. Um, so we will have it for you. Um, if you can't be there in person, you can listen to it live here on v 891 The Roar. Again, the, the vocalists we just talked to, Sarah, Lucy, Joseph, and Evan, uh, and the pianists, Milos and Ting Ting. Thank you all. I really appreciate your time. I really enjoyed it. I hope you did all, it all as well. Thanks very much for having us.
2: Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. <laughs>